We cordially welcome you to this contemplative meeting presented by the School of the Golden Rosy Cross. The title of today's contemplative meeting is The Thinking Heart. In this contemplative meeting, we would like to reflect on our heart and on the role that the heart plays in the new thinking of the new human being. During this contemplative meeting, there will be occasional moments of silent reflection, as well as a few musical interludes. And now, the thinking heart. Just imagine that every thought you have is aglow with pure crystal clear knowledge and that this knowing thought simultaneously sets your heart aglow so that a feeling develops that is completely one with this thought. Through this intimate cooperation of thought and feeling, the path to the will is open in an absolutely harmonious way, which, without any willfulness, sets in motion what is necessary to turn this feeling and knowing thought into action. Just imagine this. This concerns a knowledge to which you have access deep within yourself, 
so that you live in the loving certainty that guides your thinking and stimulates you to do the right things and to make the right decisions. What freedom! There is no longer any weighing or pondering. How often did it not occur that you, right in the middle of a number of thoughts about a certain topic or about a decision waiting for you to make, was suddenly overtaken by doubt? Whether this is the right train of thoughts that you are following and that if this is perhaps not the case, which direction you should then take? Not knowing if your thoughts follow the right track but nevertheless knowing that your ultimate decision has large consequences, creates enormous tension, and often also sleepless nights. In such situations, we discover that we are actually unable to rely on our own thinking, on our thinking faculty. This is strange because our thinking faculty is our highest good. Nevertheless, we seem unable to fathom things if they do not concern concrete matters. Time and again we stop before obstacles that we are unable to level with our habitual thinking. Sometimes it seems as if we were still unable to think at all or that we merely speculate about it and then take a leap in the dark, hoping that we will land on our feet. Nevertheless, we have accomplished a great deal with our head, with our thinking. We have explored, mapped, and fathomed the earth. We have opened it and discovered ores and minerals and how we might use them. We dove deeply into the seas and studied life there. We built spacecraft and explored the skies, the moon, Mars. We also opened our body and discovered the coherence of our system. We can recognize and detect hitches and irregularities and have found remedies for them. We know which organs of which animals are beneficial against human ailments. We developed an imitation human brain for everyone the computer, and distributed it worldwide so that millions of people are linked in an almost immaterial way. 
we enter ever more subtle realms of matter, radiation, and energy. It is as if we almost play with immateriality, for instance, by inventing ever smaller equipment in which ever more facts can be stored. Indeed, our mind has developed. It has grown up. For this development, we have completely based ourselves on external observations. Thousands of years of observing and fathoming everything that was and is perceptible to our senses are lying behind us. To this end, we used everything available around us, the earth, the air, the sea, the fire, the vegetable kingdom, and the human and the animal body. We have come an incredibly long way with this development. For now it seems as if we nevertheless approach a limit. It appears that we are, for instance, unable to understand and fathom abstract, spiritual, and emotional values with our traditional way of thinking. When it concerns these matters, our ordinary thinking that is used to comprehend demonstrable and visible facts and objects is woefully inadequate. Indeed, when our mind wants to concentrate on these matters, it distorts and disfigures that upon which it concentrates, because the logical mind is unable to fathom abstract and spiritual values. Not so long ago, the dominant mind was so arrogant as to dismiss what it was unable to fathom as non-existent nonsense. However, this happens ever less frequently because the mind itself becomes aware that it has approached the limits of matter of what is tangible, factual, and demonstrable. Then, consciousness of the reality behind this border originates. The infinite realm existing beyond this border, and as the mind has discovered, having in some way a connection with the inner human being is inaccessible to logical thinking, the old thinking of the human being. The old thinking not only refers to logical thinking used to zero in on tangibles, proofs, and facts, but also to the thinking that is adjusted to defending the eye. It has an attitude of an eye for an eye and a tooth for a tooth. This old thinking, with which we have managed for millions of years 
and by which we now, together with the world around us, threaten to perish, approaches its end. You know that we are living at the beginning of the age of Aquarius. You know the symbol. The waterman pours out his pitcher of living water over humanity. A new cosmic impulse begins to approach us. We will change under the influence of this impulse. This will not occur without a struggle, but this tendency has already started long ago. We remember the words, liberté, égalité, fraternité, the motto of the French Revolution. Less long ago, for instance, the financial world the stronghold of inaccessibility and the lack of transparency built on air was by a strong crisis forced to more openness and transparency, completely in line with Aquarius. Openness, transparency, freedom, an open mind all of them are the values of Aquarius, the values of the heart. These energies approach the world and touch man and society with the power of a thunderbolt. Due to these large cosmic movements, humanity is at this moment in an uproar. The condition of confusion is omnipresent and the old certainties collapse like houses of cards. Increasingly, the modern human being is confronted with situations in which one can no longer appeal to old values. One has to fend for oneself. This causes great tensions and uncertainties. Now, we are the great responsible ones.
During the past centuries, we were not continuously confronted with these inner uncertainties. After all, people were thinking for us. The church and the king were the authorities who knew how we should live and what we should do and not do. And then it was good. But that time has passed. We have liberated ourselves from the authoritarian institutions. The church and the law lost their decisive structural place in our lives. During the past 70 years, the authoritative element strongly shifted from outside the human being to within the human being. And we began to ask questions of which the church and the law had implicitly decided that we should rather not ask them. However, now they cropped up anyway. Who was the human being? Where did he actually come from? Where did his property stem from? Where did certain thoughts come from? Who was God? Where was God? And does he actually exist? Why was he sometimes seized by an intense feeling of homesickness? Homesickness for what? And where did this feeling stem from? Where did this deep longing stem from that lived in him and that he was unable to place? He wanted to become acquainted with himself, fathom the secret of himself, and he discovered that he was unable to solve these questions with his ordinary intelligence. His inner being shut itself down for his own rational approach. His mind that had been able to make brilliant discoveries did not know which path he should take in order to be able to answer these questions concerning his descent, his essence, and himself. Questions that seemed to be so simple and so close to home could not be answered by the rational mind. In his longing for knowledge concerning himself, in order to liberate himself from his ever more complex state of life in this way, he created new authorities to whom he might turn for help. During the last 50 years, he frequently consulted psychologists, therapists, clairvoyants. He let his aura, his chakras, and his hands be read to gain knowledge about himself. He heard a great deal, often interesting things, but he did not come closer to the secret. Something else was needed, namely a new approach, a new way of thinking.
ever more people now discover that they not only need their head, but also the intelligence of their heart to function properly in the current changing world. They discover that their mind needs the warmth of their heart to achieve insight with regards to all essential things of life. The time in which we live demands an open heart. Our heart, of old, the seat and the symbol of love, of sensible as well as of spiritual love, is a wondrous organ and contains a great secret. In the depth of our heart, our descent lies namely hidden, eternity. And if our heart is open, this nucleus of eternity, this spirit spark from the beginning has a direct link with the sphere of its descent. Its abode is the ever-present light that is omnipresent around us, but can only approach us and forge a link with us at the moment that our heart is open. But how do we open our heart? We cannot do or want this just like that. No. Nevertheless, we keep the key in our own hands. It is our homesickness, our silent, nameless longing that dwells deep in the hearts of all of us. This deep longing is the key with which our heart can be opened. If we were now to allow ourselves to grant the right to exist to this undefined feeling of homesickness and longing, and we would, instead of ignoring it, concentrate on it with our full attention and self-surrender and link ourselves with it, then we would nourish this longing in our heart. Our rational thinking will immediately take a step back and our heart will become soft and open forth to be able to receive the light, the Gnostic light power. If we have an open, pure heart, 
our head will release all its bits and pieces and our thinking will be fertilized by the light that was received by the heart. Then a completely new way of thinking is generated that due to the cooperation and the link with the heart is nourished by light and love. This thinking will contain the deep knowledge of which we spoke at the beginning of this meeting, complete harmony between head, heart, and hands, between thinking, feeling, and willing will develop. The properties of this new way of thinking are openness, purity, and transparency. They are the values of Aquarius, a new cosmic impulse approaches humanity and begins to affect it. This impulse brings us an opportunity, an opening we might say, to achieve a higher spiral of consciousness. It is the new consciousness, the new thinking, that may originate from an open, intelligent heart which can receive and pass on Gnostic light power to our consciousness. Then our brain receives a new impulse and the mental thinking can be relinquished. Then the thinking is generated that is linked with wisdom. It is the task of the human being in this time through self-activation. We should pave the way within ourselves for a new open thinking, for a completely different mode of life. We should learn to understand that we are done with the old thinking, the thinking of an eye for an eye and a tooth for a tooth. We are finished with rationalizing. We need not hate it because it brought us a great deal, but we are finished with it. Our own open heart will make us conscious that behind the border of facts and the demonstrable there is a reality, a land that acknowledges other values. In the warmth of the heart that strives for insight, our soul develops. The latter prepares to enter this other land the land of the light. And if we enter the path of the development of the soul, we leave everything behind that we gathered of material certainties and self-maintenance. It is no longer of any use to the new thinking. Without all of this, we may and can continue. The new time 
the age of Aquarius invites us to live in a different way on the basis of an open heart with a growing consciousness of who we really are. Pioneers of the developing new soul. And to this end, we systematically turn to our origin, the land of the light and the true life. There is no empty space as self-maintenance and selfishness decrease, love, self-knowledge, and insight increase. Then the notion of the smallness of the I and the greatness of this other grows. Then the respect for the splendidly radiant being that we bear as a seed within us grows, a being irradiated by knowledge and wisdom. In the process which humanity has now entered, the development of a new thinking, we urgently need the intelligence of our opened heart. Surrendering to this intelligence, our mind will experience a baptism of love and a surfacing of Gnostic impulses from our heart will then affect our thinking. It concerns a thinking linked with wisdom. A new human being is born. Ladies and gentlemen, it is a fascinating idea that we may all stand in this birth process. With this thought, we would like to conclude this contemplative meeting. We sincerely thank you for coming and for your silent attention. <laughs>